where I am at. Amen. And I don't know where you're at. But that doesn't change what the Bible says in Psalm 92. It doesn't say the righteous will flourish unless they're in Canada in Guelph and they're going through a tough time. It just says the righteous shall flourish. Are you with me? If you're, give me an amen. So it doesn't matter where you are in life. You may not be the place where you want to be in your finances, in your business. You may not be in that place in your relationships, your marriage, or whatever it is. That doesn't matter. The Bible says the righteous shall flourish. In fact, I'm declaring to you right now, before I read the scripture, that this is the time to begin to praise God. I said, this is the time to begin to shout out with joy, with a loud voice and declare that God is an awesome God. To cry aloud. This is the time when you should begin to expand and, and recapture your dreams and dream larger, dream bigger. Hallelujah. I'm going to show you the scripture in a minute, but this is the time not to put your head down, but to put your head up, to look up to the hills where your health comes from. This is the time to, to extend yourself and say, glory be to God. This is my season of abundance and this is my season to flourish. You have to get a hold of it. This is your season to thrive. Hallelujah. Let's just read the scripture to back this all up, okay? That scripture is from Isaiah chapter 54. I love this. Isaiah chapter 54 verse 1 says this. Sing, O barren. Now the barren is somebody who hasn't born any children. Somebody who is fruitless. Somebody who is not flourishing. But what does it say here? Sing. Praise God. Lift up your voice and declare the goodness of God. It doesn't matter if you're fruitful or not. It says, if you're barren, sing. You who have not born, break forth into singing and cry aloud. Don't be silent and, and say, um, he is our everlasting. No, no, no. Shout it out loud. He is our everlasting God. <laughs> Cry aloud. Don't care if somebody looks at you and thinks, oh my, what's happening with that person? Don't care about that because you are the barren and the Bible says, Cry aloud. It's an act of faith. I said it's an act of faith. What does the Bible say about Abraham? The Bible says about Abraham that, that against all hope, Abraham believed God. So God had called him a father of many nations. And even though he was almost 100 years old, the Bible says he gave glory to God. He had not experienced the fruitfulness through Sarah, but he gave glory to God. He cried out loud, glory to God. And notice what it says, you who have not labored with child, for more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman, says the Lord. You see, the righteous will flourish. It doesn't matter where you're at, you are destined to flourish. Hallelujah. Verse 2. Verse 2 challenges the, the people who are in a difficult place. It says, look, enlarge the place of your tent. In other words, your tent may be small because of your, 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 your specific uh, um, resources. But God is saying, no, 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 no. Get ready. Begin to praise me. Begin to cry out loud. And it says, begin to enlarge the place of your tent. In other words, increase your capacity. And let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. Oh, turn to somebody and say, it's time to flourish. Say, it's time to flourish. 
Why is God telling us to do all of this thing? Verse 3, for you shall expand. So God is saying, begin to expand your capacity because things are going to begin to happen in your life. And says, you will expand to the right, you will expand to the left, and your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. In other words, you who have been fruitless all these years, get ready. Something is about to happen in your midst. Glory to God. And then verse 4, you know, because maybe you're a little timid. You say, well, I really have to enlarge my tent. I have to begin to dream again. And then he says in verse 4, do not fear, for you will not be ashamed. Glory to God. It says you're not going to be put to shame. God is not going to put you to shame. It says you'll neither be disgraced, for you will not be put to shame. For you will forget the shame of your youth and will not remember the reproach of your widowhood anymore. In other words, God is saying, yeah, maybe in the past you've had some, 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 some bumps here and there and you, you, don't, you don't feel like you, you shone in your family or you haven't shone in your neighborhood or whatever it is, you know. Yeah, you know it says, but don't be afraid of that. You're not going to be put to shame. This is God speaking, by the way. God is speaking to his people. God is speaking to us. The person, to the person who has been barren and fruitless, he's saying, you are not going to be put to shame. Verse 5, for your maker is your husband. Glory to God. He says, your maker is your husband. Your maker is, in other words, you see, the widows were in a very difficult situation in Israel during that, that time. If you were a widow and you didn't have a son who was generous, you, that was it. There was no welfare system. So the widows were people. In fact, when you look at the tithes in the scriptures, part of the tithes every third year, part of the tithes was to go to the widows and the orphans and the disadvantaged. They were usually poor. But God was saying to this, says, look, the Lord himself says, your maker, the one who breathed into you, the one who made those beautiful lungs, the one who made you fearfully and wonderfully, said, that person, God himself, he is your husband. He is going to partner with you. Glory to God. Glory to God. And you know what? The thing about having children is you need seed. The seed of a man. And God is saying, I am going to give you that seed. And his word is the seed. And the Bible says his word is incorruptible seed. In other words, that seed is powerful. And notice what it says, your maker, the maker of the earth, the one who spoke and the world came into being by the seed. The one who said, let there be light and there was light by the seed. That one who spoke and created everything that is in the earth, the mountains, the valleys, everything, the universe, spoke it by his word, by his seed. He says, I am going to partner with you. That is why in spite of the fact that you've been fruitless, he says, man, begin to sing out, begin to rejoice, begin to praise me. All we have to do is just believe. That's the condition. We just got to believe it. Bible says in Romans chapter 10 verse 11, everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. Everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. Can you declare shame is not my portion? Say disgrace is not my portion. Because the Lord is my maker. And he is my husband. Glory to God. So for those who are in Christ, you and I, we are assured of God's will for us to flourish because it's a promise from God. 
And the Bible says that you and I, in Galatians 3.29, that we are the seed of Abraham. We're heirs according to promise. The New Living Translation puts it this way. The promise God made to Abraham belongs to us. Because of Jesus Christ, now we are ushered into exactly what God had for Abraham is now ours. So for church, it's time to praise God. It's time to declare the goodness of God because of his promise. I'm saying that it's time to praise God because of his promise. It's time to praise him because of his faithfulness. He looks over his word to perform it. It's time to enlarge the place of your church, your tent, to dream again, to increase your capacity because of his promise, because of his faithfulness. It's time to believe that God is not going to put you into, bring shame upon you, or you're not going to be disgraced because of his promise and because of his faithfulness. I know some of us would say, well, most of my life I've had very little. It's been so tough. How can I suddenly flourish? Scripture is full of promises for every kind of person. One of my favorite, Job 8, 7, says, Though your beginning was small, yet your latter end will increase abundantly. (laughs) Isn't that good news? It says your latter end will increase abundantly. I can't imagine, you, you don't imagine, you can't know how many times I've quoted this scripture. I've said, Lord, your word says that though my beginnings were small, my latter days will increase greatly. I said, though my beginnings were small in finances, you have promised me that my latter days will increase greatly in finances. Though my beginnings were small in influence, my latter days will increase greatly in influence. And you can put anything in there that you have experienced something that has been small. He says, your latter days will increase abundantly. The New Living Translation puts it this way. Though you started with little, you will end with much. Glory to God. There's some people who have tithed and tithed and tithed and given of their offerings and they have not experienced the blessing that God promises. I have a promise for you. In the book of James chapter 5 and verse 11. And, it's t- and the word really God wants me to give you is this. Just keep on believing. Just keep on persevering. Because God's intention for you has not changed. And we see that in the book of James chapter 5 verse 11. It says, we count them blessed who endure. In other words, when you're enduring, you're, you're persevering, you're going through pressure. Pressure is coming against you, but you're still going through. You are enduring. Are you hearing me so far? So it says, we count them blessed who endure. You have heard of the perseverance of Job. Now, it's giving us the example of Job who lost everything, was in a very difficult place, and yet he persevered, and God multiplied him in, at the end. In fact, that's the scripture from Job 8-7 is really what it's talking about. And it says, and he's seen the end intended by the Lord. He saw the end intended by the Lord. If you have been given and giving and giving and giving and tithing and tithing and tithing and tithing, know this, God is faithful to his word. His intention for you will come to pass. Just keep persevering and keep believing. The Bible says the Lord is very compassionate and merciful. So the intended end for you by God is that you increase abundantly. That you flourish in every area of your life. 
Psalm, I'm just closing with this again. Psalm 92, verse 12 and 13. It says, the righteous shall flourish. And notice what it says. Like a palm tree. Now, those who were, this was written to in that day, they knew exactly. When it said palm tree, they knew what it meant. But of course, we were in North America. Some of us have never seen a palm tree, you know. Uh, we don't know what that means. It says like a cedar in Lebanon, of course. The cedar tree is another important picture God is painting. He's painting a picture that you're going to flourish. You're going to flourish like a palm tree. You're going to flourish like a cedar in Lebanon. What does that mean? Next week, you got to sh show up. I'm going to tell you next week. Aha, gotcha. Amen. And then it goes on and it says, <laughs> it says those, verse 13, those who are planted in the house of the Lord. So the Bible starts off with a generality. The righteous shall flourish. Then it begins to give specifics, to paint a picture of how you're going to flourish, like a palm tree. Then it says, those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. We're going to discover what that means. It's God's heart for you to thrive. To thrive. To flourish. To succeed. Are you willing to say, yes, Lord? Yeah. Embrace it. And if you agree with that, I want to encourage you to begin to praise God. Anytime your heart misses a beat because you're going through a tough time, say, thank you, Lord. I'm destined to flourish. You declare it. Because a saying, oh, barren, just declare it by faith. Give him glory. Go back to Psalm 112. Put yourself in Psalm 112. And say, Lord, help me to walk in the fear of the Lord. Lord, give me delight for your word. Cause my children to be mighty in the land. Let my, dis my generation be blessed because of me. Cause wealth and riches to be in my house. Just begin to declare it. This is your exercise. Go home. Check out Psalm 112. That is the psalm of the godly prospering. And begin to put yourself in that. Because that's God's heart for you. To thrive to thrive in Jesus name let's pray thank you so much Heavenly Father for the plans and the thoughts you have towards us Thoughts of good and not of evil. Thoughts to give us a future and a hope. Thank you. We have a future in you. We have a hope in you. The word says your desire is that we prosper and not fail. Your will is that we prosper in all things and be in health even as our soul prospers. Thank you that the righteous shall flourish. Shall flourish like the palm tree and like the cedar, grow like the cedar of Lebanon. Thank you that those that are planted in the house of the Lord will flourish. Will flourish in the courts of our God. We say yes to your prosperity that starts with our soul. We say yes to everything that you have for us. We say yes to the God kind of life, the Zoe life, the abundant life, 
We say yes to everything that you have for us. And Lord, we repent if we have, if we have shied away from, from what you have for us. We repent if we have been unbelieving of the truthfulness of your word. We repent if we have not held on to your word and your promises because we've not seen them come to pass. We say yes to every part of your word. And because we are the righteousness of God in Christ, thank you that flourishing is our portion. Success is our portion. Godly prosperity is our portion. We ask that you will bless us so that we are a blessing to every person that we come in contact with. Spiritually, physically, financially. In the name of Jesus Christ. I don't know if everybody here is saved. I don't know if everybody who hears the sound of my voice is saved. But godly prosperity starts with the soul, with your spirit. And it starts with you making a decision for Jesus Christ. It starts with you saying, you know what, Lord, I've messed up. I have not done what I should have done. I've displeased you. My actions have been selfish. It starts with you acknowledging that Jesus came, was sent by God to die on a cross for you. That he took your sins. He took your inadequacies, your weaknesses. The Bible says that on the third day he was raised from the dead. That was God accepting the sacrifice that Jesus made on your behalf, on my behalf, on the behalf of the entire world. And all it takes is for us to acknowledge our sin, to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, to confess that we have, made a, we have messed up, and then to say, ask God to forgive us. And then we receive Jesus into our hearts. Is that you today? If that's you, I want you to say this prayer with all of us as we say it. I want those who are watching online to say this prayer as well. It starts, godly prosperity starts with the prosperity of your soul, receiving the God kind of life. So I want you to declare right now and say with all of us here, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. We acknowledge our weakness. We acknowledge our sin. Forgive us of our sin. In the name of Jesus. We thank you for your son Jesus. Who came to die for us. Who came to die for me. Thank you that you raised him up on the third day. Thank you for salvation in Jesus. Lord Jesus, I invite you into my life. Come and be the Lord of my life. Come and be my Savior, my Redeemer. Take me on the journey of godly prosperity. In Jesus' name. If you pray that prayer, the Bible says that you are saved. And I want you to look for a Bible-believing church. I'm speaking to those online, obviously, because this is a Bible-believing church. Amen. So if you, just receive, if you just receive Christ, then bless God, then stay here. Amen. But to those who hear the sound of my voice, you want to find a Bible-believing church and plant yourself in that church so that you will flourish. 
I want to declare to you in Jesus name that your best days are ahead I said your best days are ahead hallelujah